buttery smooth frame rate. I saw this person doing something really suspicious, or you know, the, the meta is it's really sus. Xbox and, and PlayStation, where it's just like complete disasters on trying to get these things almost anywhere. Recording. Thank you, Craig. Now you're recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. You'll notice my cadence. I'm talking a little bit slower, but that's just so I can open the podcast folder. Yes, this is actually episode 66. Uh, yeah, thank you all. Um, it's been a, a great couple of weeks. Uh, for those who did not know, uh, we didn't actually release a show um, last time. Well, we did release a show, I should say, but not in our tradition. It was a special show. That's right. Uh, we actually, for Squadrons release day, did uh, a little Squadrons play party, you know, play and watch party. That was fun. And, oh, it was a great time. We had the, the crew from the Bad Fodder Figures showed up, Mr. Matt and Captain Mike. and uh, Yeah, awesome turnout. Yeah, a couple of their, you know, listeners and fans turned out. It was nice, man. We had a nice little nice little gathering, and I think we really were able to give everybody a, a good dose of what Squadrons was all about. It was a hell of a lot of fun, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Often. hell yeah dude totally uh, i'm all about that what uh what have you been up to so yeah obviously you know getting into the squadrons i finished the entire single player via vr which i i gotta say like really if you haven't tried squadrons in vr absolutely but um i i am convinced after playing through it that this started as a vr project really yeah just you know like from stem to stern, like the, the VR interface is so smooth and so like, it, it, like it, it, you know, you you feel so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, immersed, it, immersed. Immersed. Yeah. You feel so immersed, not only from like the hangers to just like being in like the cockpits, like the X with the A wing, like, you know, really? things you've seen on film, but no, it's like, you're able to like look around and like see everything even down to like, you know, your kind of, you know, your pilot legs and type of thing, you know, going on and, and so it's it wasn't like it was just something that felt tacked on you no, feel no like it was integral that was that, that was the care like you know because you know from for like what well, we played uh you know two weeks ago when when it launched and you know you know kind of everything in between i've played mostly multiplayer uh via mm-hmm. normal uh which is fine uh but you know single players like i wanted to do that in vr and yeah, yeah as soon as i put the set on like dude this this was designed for vr and like the more i played the more like it was just like buttery smooth frame rates and just like everything about it was all about the vr experience and immersion i'm like this this was yeah and i'm thinking that's why it was 40 bucks like i think this project started as a vr project but you know you think about like you know vader immortal is a vr only thing Oh, that was so good. You played that, right? I know. I still have to play it. So oh. I, I know. I know. Um, but it's like that, that, that was specifically, but it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not a FPS and you, you could look at like Half-Life Alex. that's designed for VR. Uh-huh. I think, I think there's a mod out there that you can, you can use to play via uh, keyboard and mouse. Oh, why would you want to? Oh yeah. Why would you want to? Whereas when it came to this, I think, I think this started as a VR project and, and someone reminded me cleverly enough 
that um, I don't know how many years ago it was, but there was a Battlefront 2 VR experience that came out. Um, wow. Like, you know, sometime obviously after Battlefront 2 came out. But I'm thinking that was kind of a demo project, and someone said, "Okay, yeah, go ahead and make your VR project, you know, out of that." And they yeah, make it. Make and it those right. squadrons, and when they saw that, they said, "You know what? Just you know, throw in a couple more things. We can throw it on console. We can throw it on you know, you know, normal yeah, keyboard it's mouse. Fucking genius." And yeah, and that's the thing. Like the keyboard mouse, it doesn't that doesn't feel tech on. It doesn't feel like some kind of like afterthought thing. Like, it, but the fact no, that it's... VR was so well thought thought through, like this was designed for this, and. Yeah. yeah. So, like, do yourself a favor. Absolutely, play this in VR if you have if you have a chance to be able to do it. Um, like, or and or add it to the library of like in when you eventually get a VR system. This yeah. is one of the games you got to play. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Jeremy uh, from Bad Fodder Figures Hoodie Ninja was saying the same thing. Um, basically, like this is the way to experience and play Squadrons. Yes. hands down. Like he was just singing its praises so I, i'm eager to um which actually it brings up a an interesting point which i'll get to on my turn uh, <laughs> but yeah fun stuff so that's cool you've been like everything else just just chilling just enjoying uh, so uh, obviously it, like i think it's been about a month since we actually you know podcasted yeah it's two weeks since since we did a squadron's launch but uh since we actually talked about topics so you know kind of a lot of things catch up, yeah. up on uh Again, going back to like the game passing, did some Star Renegade, having had a blast with that. Isn't that great? Oh, it's so fun. I love the whole timer, and I, you know, I, I didn't even expect the the roguelike element to it. Um, but it's yeah. like, oh, the, you know, there, there, there's kind of like this this you know reset system, but it's actually cleverly done. And, and you know, again, the battle system in its inside, and I'm and I'm kind of kicking myself for not having because like, I I remember seeing it at PAX uh, East. Yeah, but I never played. I've never it. seen that. There. I remember watching it, but I, I never got in line to play it. You know, I remember, remember seeing it in the intersections, like, oh, like it was enough to say, like, yeah, I want to, I want to check that out uh-huh. uh, when it comes out. But I didn't, you know, play it in lane. I wish I had because, like, like yeah, being actually played in person, it's like, oh man, there's so many layers to this thing. It's oh, it's so of- clever and fun. You know, my favorite part about it is right. What's that? The the system I've been raving about that I've always wanted to see other games do. What's that? Uh, it has like its own little equivalent of the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. The, yeah, all the, the like the commanders. Generals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like that was, that was the thing. Like, there's so many like layers. There's like that layer, the the roguelike layer, kind of the reset. But you also had mm-hmm. this classic RPG, you know, uh, angle great. to it. And it's like it, it's like a great little melting pot of and you know, kind of like these again these retro looking graphics do it you know it's kind of a i don't know what you call it it's, it's not it's not 32 or 68 you know it's it's using a wide gambit but it has that pixel you know classic pixel look to it yeah yeah it's got like it's it got like the super nintendo-esque yeah, yeah, yeah. graphics exactly yeah, it looks great yeah yeah so but yeah definitely worth checking out i mean it's free you know i say free through the game pass if you have game pass definitely worth checking out i would say um oh, yeah. a lot of stuff so and and uh, we, I don't know, this could be its own topic in and of itself, but uh, the success of the party game. I'm going to get into two that I've been playing basically over the past month of like crazy like, and they are so awesome to play. Uh, play other, one time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first one is Among Us. It's been making, you know, it's been out surprisingly, <laughs> I think for about a year or so. I'm going to say it's been out for quite a while. It just sudden, somehow suddenly picked yeah. up steam. And, you know, I was talking to people about this, and I, I think it's a combination of kind of all of the above in the sense that 
with 2020 being as, sh- COVID. as <laughs> shitty as it is with COVID and everything else, it's like you can't go anywhere. You can't like, you know, be with people, but like there's these party games. So, uh, you know, those, you know, if you've been living under a rock a little bit or, or, you know, don't really know too much about it, there's a game called Among Us. And basically it's a party game where you have to find the intruder. In this case, it's like an alien that's inside your party of spacemen. And you can be up to eight people uh, in the party. And you can choose how many uh, aliens you want there to be. You can be like one or up to, I think, three, I think. Um, but the thing is, like, you have, you know, as a normal spaceman, you have all these tasks that you have to do. They're super simple. And, and, and the great part about this is, like, you can play it on every platform. And when I say every platform, you can play it on your phone. You can play it on PC. Oh, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know if it's on console. Uh, I'd, have, I'd have to double check on that. But, you know, uh, you know, it, like, you know, it, it's crazy that, you know, like, even people on phones can join this. Uh, that's pretty well and it's super intuitive like you don't have to be a gamer to understand this thing i think that's the other thing is you know like these tests are incredibly simple like you know like a normal gamer test like you know we, we'd be bored by this type of thing it's like you know connect the wire do, 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 you're done the right, fun right. part comes when you have to have these you know you know you come across a dead body you sound the alarm or you can have what's called an emergency meeting and basically you can call everyone all everyone together and say and you have this like amount of time to discuss Okay, I saw this person doing something really suspicious, or you know, the, the meta is it's really sus. It's sus over there. You're being sus. <laughs> so how so how does that work? Like you call the meeting, and then like the voice chat kicks in. So th- there is no voice chat in default with the game. Um, as okay. you know, for like the streamers and whatnot, we, there's kind of like a kind of a party house set of rules that we play. Uh, basically, like if you're dead, you can't talk you know, via Discord, or okay. um. Uh, or basically you can't talk when you're doing tests. So you basically, when you're run, run, uh, running around the ship, you have to be quiet. But when you have an you have emergency meeting, that's when everyone can talk. Uh, so discord, it gets really, you know, haywire because, you know, people will be like, Hey, I saw you go over here and you were doing things. And like <laughs> only the aliens can go into vents and things. And it's like, Oh, you're following me around. Are you and, and people are like shifting blame and you are know, trying to, you know, come over, you know, like this is what I was doing. And, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, Again, a great little party game of like that's such a great idea. Who done it and and who's the real one? And the thing is, if you I I say play more hard mode, um, you can set up in such a way that when you you know basically when you vote, you can you can vote on people. You can either choose to skip your vote or say no, you're the alien. And when if that person gets enough votes, they get airlocked. Like literally, chuck that in space and you're dead. Whether they're the alien or not, correct. And, oh, God. and so some of the settings can, you know, you can set up to say, like, if you eject that person to let you know there's still intruders, the way we like to play is like, you don't know. It's just like you are ejected. And it's not until all the aliens are ejected that you get you know, the determination, determination of you've won or you, you've lost. So it's this great, like, paranoia, you know, mixed oh, with, my like. God. <laughs> I've played, like, regular party games like that yeah, with people. Exactly. This sounds great. Oh, yeah. It, you know, like I said, it's it's the perfect party game. It's definitely one you want to be playing with friends. And, you know, it, it, it's, again, a quick pickup. Like, anyone can pick this up. You don't have to be a gamer to understand it. Uh, so I think it's, you know, e- even to the point of like, you know, if you have people who are not into gaming as much, like they could understand it, get it on their, like, you know, like, yeah, they don't even have to have a powerful PC. They could, you know, yeah. open it up on their phone and make it work. Um, so they got that. Uh, the other one that, again, it's made a you know, smash hit, you know, again, one of those perfect timing things. And it's also another kind of party style game called Phasmophobia. 
I have heard great things oh, about this. Man. I still haven't watched it, it being this, played. This though. is so good. So think Ghost Hunters, and you are playing in a party up to four people, and you can you know buy all this equipment, you know, video cameras and parabolic microphones and fre- right. frequency scanners and all this kind of stuff. And and what you do is like there's uh, several locations that you could choose from. And you go in and you're trying to find this ghost that is supposedly inhabiting the the home or you have like larger locations like a, a large abandoned school. Yeah, yeah. Or even an asylum, which is like absolutely terrorizing. Ooh. And you know, like <laughs> this is the perfect like October and, and like that's what is you know, combination of party and like it's October spoopy game. And I love it. The premise is, you know, you're trying to find like this ghost. And so sometimes like you'll sit there with like a frequency scanner and you'll like, you know, you'll ask a question. Say, and again, think back to like, you know, the ghost hunter. Ghost hunters, you, yeah. you know, it's like, is there anyone here? You know, can you talk to us? And you're, and it's set up procedurally to listen to your microphone. So you actually, you know, to, to get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah. The game is designed. Uh, so oh. assuming you set up correctly, it will listen in your microphone all the time. And so, it, you know, it's listening for you to asking questions. And if you write, ask the right question, it will choose to respond if it's procedurally generated to do so. Oh my God. I want to play this now. And yeah. So, uh, like an example, like you'll, you'll go into a house, you know, and all the, of course, all the lights are off too, which is like not helping things. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have like this tiny little flashlight and you're like going through and like, you'll go through with, with an EMF scanner and all of a sudden like, it's going to like, it's pegging to five. Like, okay, we found, we found the room with a ghost, you know, and then like, you know, we'll start deploying things in terms of like, we'll put down video cameras and whatnot. <laughs> and then, then we'll kind of like back out of the house and then you go back up into your truck and you can check all the cameras that you now put down. And all of a sudden you see like these floating orbs. It's like, okay, there's an orb. Oh my God. No, the, the presence is definitely in that room. So it's like, okay, now you, now you got to try and like coax it out and try and figure out what it is. So like you get a journal and you, there, I think there's about like 10 types of ghosts that it could be that it randomly, you know, again, yeah. randomly chooses from. And they each have like different properties. So some will uh, interface, uh, via like, uh, you, you can put down a, a book that they can write in. Um, uh, yeah, the ones were like, you know, the EMF pegs itself. Um, another, you know, the orbs I described, um, and you know, all this time, like the thing is like, if you piss it off though, like it'll start coming Uh after you and hunting you, hunting all the, all the ghosts hunters essentially Get the fuck out of yeah. here. i want to play this yeah and so like you know and like and the thing is we'll 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 you know we'll full prank on each other we'll like close doors on each other you're like oh no like let me out you asshole <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i have to join you guys one oh night. That and, oh it's so absolutely blessed. and yeah and and you know if things go wrong the ghost can actually kill you and then you're kind of stuck being dead so oh, wow. yeah it, it is oh my god i want insanely sorry, fun no you have no good it's like insanely I- fun I want to play this with my wife. Like I yes. want her, I, I have to convince her to play this somehow. <laughs> um, oh my God. She, she'd lose her mind. Like this sounds like so much fun and scary as hell. Oh, oh it, it is absolutely terrifying. Cause you know, I don't think there's too many jump scares, but there's a lot of like psychological buildup because the psychological, yeah, cause you, you have like, like the, I say the score, but like basically the, the, the natural sounds that they put into the game of just like, yeah, sure. you know, there's just like this kind of white noise of like the empty house. And then, you know, like you get like, you know, if someone, one of the angry ghosts, did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. That, well, here's the thing. You have a sanity meter. So if you start to go too insane, you'll actually start hearing things. Other players won't. 
Oh my god, <laughs> dude! This sounds like the best game ever made. Oh yeah, and it's and it, it's and it hits like you know all the cliches, so to speak. So there's kind of like you know if you if you've seen a grudge, that kind of like that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like one of the ghosts makes those types <laughs> of noises. And the thing is, from what I you know what I've played, like more or less, you know, once you figure out what type of ghost you're dealing with, it's yeah, you can kind of figure out like okay, this is what I need to do. But I've still come across instances where like we have no idea what ghost is. It's not giving you any tells like you're, you're just like throwing everything at the wall wow. trying to get this thing and sometimes you're like screw it we're out you know it's like get to the truck you know we've lost like half the group and we're, we're gonna get murdered and like you'll oh, that's you dope. know you won't you won't get anything out of it and the, and the goal more or less in the end is to guess what ghost it is and then kind of um accomplish certain tasks so it can be like you know try and get a picture of the ghost or you know right. stop it with a crucifix type of thing and Jesus fucking Christ, it's VR. Oh yeah, and it is does allow for VR. I tried it in VR, it's a little wonky. Um, I, I think it's a little better served still on keyboard and mouse, and he's okay. a little okay. on the VR side. Um, um I, I just bought it. It's only 14 bucks. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. Yeah, 14 bucks. It's like hands down. Like if you're looking for a great spoopy game, play with friends, this is the one to do it with. So again, uh, you know, two awesome party games among us and phasmophobia like hands down i i cannot recommend them enough i i just bought phasmophobia i <laughs> that sounds amazing among us do i already have that one is that on game pass no uh no no uh, i think both are available at least through steam i think phasmophobia might be on epic I, I'm going through Steam. If I can yeah, go. yeah, I know. I know both are at least through through Steam, and I I, I want to see Phasmophobia's early Jeez, access. Among Us is only five bucks. Yeah, yeah, super cheap. Like you know, you're not, you're not gonna break the bank playing this, and you know, I, I say hours of gameplay in the sense of like it's it's just sure. it's a very fun game, and again, it's it's. It's not, you know, you're not going to have as much fun trying to play this solo or or necessarily with others. No, it's, but it's I could I could use yeah, I could yeah. use a little multiplayer gaming in my life. Yeah, and That's again, like neither of these, none of them are super hard. Like, you don't have to be you know, the most elite gamer. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, Among Us is just, you know, downright fun. Phasmophobia, you're in for a terror ride is what it is. Uh, dude, that sounds so great. <laughs> Play with the lights it's one off. of those I'll have, to, I'll have to join your stream again. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll have to convince my wife to watch it and, and just, yeah, I think she'd get a real kick out of it. Um that's awesome, dude. Uh, you've definitely had some fun. <laughs> um, I've I've had a lot of fun too. I I I was really excited to talk about it. Like this this month and a half or so has been so fantastic for games. Like yeah, yeah, it really has. Really, really good stuff. Um, Crusader Kings three that came out at the beginning of September uh, is one of my games of the year. Like, yeah, have, you, have you conquered I, England yet? <laughs> or Europe? Um, I'm really close. What, what's killing me, uh, and it's kind of a new wrench in the system from the second game, but you can't get primogeniture succession until like the high medieval ages. Really? And it's a little frustrating because what you have then is basically some mix of confederacy uh, succession where depending on how many kids you have, like your empire gets split between your, your heirs. Hmm. And that's really frustrating when I was playing as like half Dan Hitzerk, you know, the white shirt, one of the sons of Ragnar. And he just wouldn't stop fucking. And I had like nine sons <laughs> and 
Babies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like I had most of England, and then it just it got shattered. Oh no! So, yeah, and then it's like I tried to pick up the pieces and like ally with some of the other ones, vassalize, and it just wasn't working out. So it's like I'd have to go to war to, with you know siblings to to reconquer. So I was like, I have to mm-hmm. figure this out. So I think my next game, I'm just gonna like push my uh, queen down a flight of steps or something. <laughs> Uh, once once we have enough children um but yeah it's it is a fantastic game that is like literally playing game of thrones with like the intrigue and the just emergent gameplay that uh, as you go along it's it's a masterpiece it's one of sure. the best games i've ever nice. played um if you have you have game pass so you can grab yep. it yep. it's it's so worth the grab it is so much fun um i've just i've had at this point, almost 80 hours of fun with it. Oh, man, that, that's a good sign for game. <laughs> yeah, like, I, what is my Steam record on that right now? It, it's got to be up there. Oh, 91 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I like it. Um, nice. Another game that I've been playing that I my wife was kind of chilling me and she was watching me play it, and we were both getting into it. Like, it, it was one of those, I didn't think I was going to like it, but it was the gold game for... Uh, Xbox for the first half of October called Slay Away Camp. Okay. And it's this was like Slay Away Camp, the butcher's cut. So it's another one, kind of Minecrafty, you know, graphics. Okay. Um, it's like a puzzle game where you play the killer. At oh, the no way. And yeah, and and like you have to, like, you can move in like vertical or horizontal lines basically, and like you have to, okay. like, you will move until you hit something. Like, until you hit something that stops you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a puzzle, because it's like, okay, how do I do this so I kill this one, this one, and this one, and don't run into that cop? <laughs> like, Oh, uh, okay. It sounds really silly, but, like, every time you ba- you're basically playing through movies, so, like, the first one is Slay Away Camp, and it's like, <laughs> each, each one has, like, a little intro. And mm-hmm. it's like it's like they thought it was a great place to camp. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and like each time you kill one of the the campers, like it's a little eight bit murder scene where it's like <laughs> nice. Oh, it's dude, it's so great that. And the best part is like you you play through like the movie. The first movie was like six boards, like six scenes they call them. Right. And then when it's done, it like appears on this little like your your unlockable area is a shelf at a video store. And it's like the first movie you have is there, and then the other ones are there, and you can start unlocking more and uh, playing through more. Very clever. And there's tons like you can unlock like different killers. You can unlock um, they they call it gore packs, where it's like because <laughs> you get little gold coins for every you know puzzle you solve or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the gore packs are like different ways, like different murder scenes, basically. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it is it's graphic and gory, but it is just like an endearingly charming game. And I, I was like, oh, I'll play this for 10 minutes. I think we wound up just sitting there going through it for almost two hours. The oh puzzles, man. Yeah. The puzzles are like really fun. They're some of them are really challenging and it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I was a game I was not expecting to really get into. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably keep playing this when I want to just kill like 20 minutes. Like it's just a mm-hmm. really fun little game. Nice. Um, yeah. So highly recommend that. Um, <clears throat> And they have like 
with the butcher's cut, like there's all tons of different movies added, like Krampus and like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Dude, it, it's great. It's just so great. Um, and then I played a little bit of Baldur's Gate three early access. Um, yeah, that, that came out like I, I thought it was actually releasing. I didn't realize it was early access. So I kind of held off a little bit to, to make sure it wasn't, you know, super buggy or anything like that. I would I would continue holding off. Lar- Larian Studios has done this before. They've done it okay. with the Divinity games and stuff. They usually do. I want to say it's like six months of early access to where they really really oh, wow. refine it. Maybe it's not even that long, but they really like it. It is a crash course in the beginning, like fixing bugs and all that. But um, <clears throat> my my initial thoughts are it's good. Um, it there's a lot of um. Revel- they're using a, the same engine that they use in the Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, upgraded, obviously, and then more D&D-ified. Like, you actually see the dice rolls and stuff, which I think is really neat. Yeah, I, m- um, I remember, you know, watching the demo at, at PAX East. Uh, like, it, like I thought that was really clever in that it, it brings in the whole, I think, was it 5th edition uh, D&D? Yeah, where it overlays that like yeah. you know, it's not just it's not just happening in the background. It's like it says, you know, here are your dice rolls and all that. Like I, I thought yep. that was a clever integration of that. It is. I really like it. Um, and it's just one of those like. So what wound up happening was I played it for about two hours, and I was like, well, I don't. I know I'm going to enjoy this, so I don't want to play too much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but this engine reminds me, even the way the combat is, with like using elements on the battlefield to your advantage like oil pools and fire and all that i was like but i never really played through divinity 2 original sin the the second original sin game whatever Hmm. whatever they they numbered it weird but yeah um so i was like fuck it i'm like i'm gonna i am going to put Baldur's gate 3 aside and i'm gonna play through that so that i can kind of appreciate a the engine's evolution and then I'll be all the more ready to play Baldur's Gate, and it'll have given it some time. Um, I'm about halfway through uh, Original Sin 2, and I have to say, I cannot believe I waited this long to play that game. <laughs> I um, could, huh? It's very, very, very good. I, I will eventually go back and play through the first one. The first one I had a hard time getting into. Uh, it was a little too slapsticky. Um, mm. in parts like it just it didn't take itself too seriously but it was to the point where it was almost distracting to me mm. but it's one of those eh, I'll give it another try because I think that was an, also during the time one of the kids were ready to arrive Um, so yeah but anyway I'm about halfway through Original Sin 2 I'm, I'm going to beat that and then I'll finally get back to and beat uh Wasteland 3 but oh um, yeah I'm, it's so fun going through that yeah, it's but I'm I'm really enjoying it. it it's one uh, it's very highly rated. It's one of the highest rated games on Steam. Um it's a very very solid game and I I'm definitely looking forward to uh kind of seeing my character's endings and stuff and, and getting to the end. Like it's just been a really fun adventure. Um but yeah, I'll I'll see what happens there. Uh and then finally, if I had to pick another game of the year that is neck and neck with Crusader Kings 3, uh, 1,000% cannot recommend this enough. Hades. Holy shit. Um, I, I know I've recommended Noclip on here many times for the video game documentaries that uh, Danny O'Dwyer does. 
but they did they've been following hades like since its very early development stages and it's a great documentary series to see not only you know them doing early access on steam hitting their 1.0 like in the midst of covid like the game just mm. went live a couple weeks ago um if you're watching the save point like there's a whole thread on how fucking great hades is it's another um kind of action rpg roguelike but roguelike in the best way like where it's challenging there's no doubt but every run you do you know you, you basically play as you you play as zagreus who is hades son uh it's loaded with greek mythology obviously and you're basically trying to escape the underworld and you have to, you know, you'll run into like Greek gods that because they don't like Hades, they're going to help you out and give you blessings. The, the, the writing, the voice acting, the art, the environment, it's, it is a 10 out of 10 for me, uh, just across the board in how amazingly good and put together this game is. Um, it's on PC and Switch. Anyway, what I was getting at is it's, it is known for challenging. And Nick, you can have witnessed <laughs> me getting very pissed off at Souls-esque oh, yes. and oh, yes. to throw them across the room. This is not that difficult. Um, mainly because I think it's really fair in that every run you do, you'll get you know whatever little currencies. There's all kinds of different ones. But you can basically get some kind of upgrade for your next run, and you will get a little further and a little further and a little better and you can like you will inevitably beat this game um and you don't have to be some like souls-esque game god and i'm ugh, i'm really close <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm i was almost out of elysium the other night and i got and and it was my fault i got fucking cocky and i thought oh fuck it i don't need to do that. i just get two more hits on him and bam i got nailed <laughs> um, but it is one of the best games, probably the best game of 2020. Um, oh, is this on Game Pass or, or where is it at? It is not on Game Pass. Oh, it is on Steam. Okay. Um, and it is on Switch if you have a Nintendo Switch. Switch. Okay. Got it. Um, I and, and I heard that port is is absolutely solid. There's no downgrade. There's no performance hitches. I've heard it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you know, look, I think I've seen some gameplay, and it's like kind of like this nice oh, cell shaded, you know, stylistic look to it. So beautiful, it, it, it yeah. lends itself to be able to you know be multi platform. So yeah, beautiful game. Uh, but right now it's just PC and Switch. Um, I cannot recommend this game enough. I think you would love it, Nick. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of eyeballing it and seeing like hey, when do I want to potentially pick this up? Uh, I, I might pick up like you know maybe you know beginning of november here is a win for cyberpunk to drop but uh yeah yeah oh god it's a funny thing about that so that's the games i've been playing right and now with the family i've been planning a little bit of a getaway oh yeah uh if you've been talking to your parents i'm sure you've heard about it <laughs> um, uh we're actually uh going up the week of what is it veterans day um to the cabin we're gonna nice. stay a few yeah, we're going to stay a few days up the Adirondacks. Um, my family's never been there before. I can't wait to to oh, take them. They're going to love it. Um, they're going to have so much fun. And it's just a chance for us to get away, me to get away from work and get away from the house um, and just relax with them. Although keeping an eye on the weather, because if it looks like it's going to snow, I'm not going up to the Adirondacks getting <laughs> trapped. So I will be keeping a weather eye on the weather. 
um, just to make sure. But yeah, no, I'm I'm real excited to go up there. Uh, the thing I did have to ask you because hmm. I'm leaving the day the day before or the no, the day before I leave is when I should be getting my Xbox Series X. Oh, <laughs> it should be arriving. Okay. Is there a TV capable of HDMI up at the cabin at this point? Yes, there's a flat screen HDMI that you can plug into. Okay. Is that downstairs or? or... Yes, one, yeah, one downstairs. Yep. Lovely. Okay. So you, you'll be all set. Good, because I've got that coming and then Valhalla hits too. Oh, so, yeah. And even the network, I mean, network's uh, been upgraded there too. So it's like full, oh, full broadband. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not I mean, that's it. beautiful. That's wonderful. And, and I'm super excited, but I'm just. Like I was, I said to Amber, I was like, "Fuck," because I I saw we initially had the date wrong in the agenda, Uh-oh. and I've been following that. Like you had said, releasing November twelfth, and I was like, "Fuck," but no, it's actually November tenth. Oh, tenth so, is when it comes. Out. Okay. Assuming it gets here the day of, I'll be able to bring it up to the cabin and uh, play some play some Valhalla, which nice. I cannot wait for. Valhalla, I I I I am so. I just saw the deep dive trailer they did. Mm-hmm. That game looks ridiculously good, dude. And like, it's just got me on a Viking kick. Like we, <laughs> we started rewatching Vikings on, you know, the history channel. Cause so I was like, I gotta, I gotta get a fix until this comes out. And then I've been playing Crusader Kings three as the sons of Ragnar. And I'm just like, I want to play this Valhalla game. Um, so, just get in yeah. the mood. But yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, I mean that's that that'll actually flow right into um release highlights. Again, just another fucking slammer of a month of great games coming our way. Um we've got Watchdog Legions hitting the end of this month, mm-hmm. which I'm getting more and more interested in. We've talked about this before. Um, but I have to say it looks it looks good. Like I'm ready to I'm ready to dive into that one and have some fun. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I've been doing the same thing. Obviously, they've been releasing a lot of, you know, uh, I don't think it's been more like Ubisoft, uh, like they did during the summer, but they have, they've had more like, I don't know what you call them, check-ins is the best to describe it. Um, but yeah, like, it's like, okay, like, it's not enough for me, like, oh, I need to pick it up launch day, but it's like, okay, it's, it's on my radar enough. I kind of want to see what it looks like an actual full-on, because it still seems like they're, they're breaking things up enough. It's like okay, yeah. are they are they trying to hide something? Is this you know like what is the like a full not not you know not like beginning to end of the gameplay, but or a game, but um you know like you know a couple hours back to back. What does that actually look like? So I think I'm gonna wait for some streams to see like okay, people playing it. What does this actually look like? You know, in terms of full gameplay sequence. And you're talking. I'm sorry. You're talking Watchdog Legions. Yeah, yeah, Legions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I have watched. Uh, I watched it was like a two hour gameplay thing that that somebody streamed uh, one of the preview guys, uh, whatever, or maybe it was one of the developers. It looks fun. It, again, it's one of those. I have you uh, play plus sure. granted mm-hmm. that's only on my computer, but it's one of those like it's their game pass for uh, Ubisoft games. And um, basically any game they make, you just automatically get as part of your you play plus and everyone every game on there is all like the ultimate collector's edition. Gotcha. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to give that a shot on there. Um, obviously we, you know, we got it before the, 
new consoles are coming uh, November 10th. Is the PlayStation the same day? I think that's might be where we've gotten mixed I, up. I, I think I think it's that way because I think yes, yeah, that we got mixed up. So okay. November tenth is the Xbox. Xbox, yeah, yeah. So I, I think yeah. So the last time we podcasted well. you know, a month ago, uh, we talked about the, the Xbox price reveal, and they they said yep. the X was four ninety nine, the S was twenty two ninety nine. And everyone will be confused in between. <laughs> yes. And then the following week was uh, the PlayStation. So, you know, basically it's been a month, about a month since they revealed the price. Uh, but we, mm-hmm. we can talk about it here. So uh, PS5 is releasing at $599 or $499, the digital edition at $399.99. So mm-hmm. actually setting it up to be fairly competitive with the Xbox. Um I, I was a little surprised, like, because a lot of the rumors are saying it's going to be higher, but you, like, you never know. And and part of this may be like the play by Sony, where like, and I think they did this either with the three or maybe with the four, where it was like slightly cheaper, and the idea was like they'd make more up on you know people right. buying games uh, than the console itself, and like technically it's like yeah, the parts well, of the console are a little more expensive. I think they've been doing that. Uh, since the 360 and PS uh, three days, yeah. I don't think these companies have profited on the consoles themselves. Uh, at least since, like the original, maybe PS two, sure, uh, generation. Um, but but yeah. Um, so th- I'll tell you about my ordeal. Um, <laughs> I did not get the PS five because okay. I couldn't fucking get on any of the pages because <laughs> uh, fucking bots basically took yeah. everything what a fucking absolutely mess ridiculous that was um I, I didn't i didn't rush out to get either and i'll, I'll say up front like like the, the tech and the price points on these things like these are absolutely great entries if you don't have oh, a killer oh. pc you're looking to get into the to the console market like these are absolutely great entries uh, you know, depending on, you know, which one fits your, your profile. Like, you know, I think even the yeah. lower case of like the S, the 299 for the Xbox, you know, granted, it's, I think that's just the plain 1080. It's not a 4K machine. Um, right. I think the PS5 is all 4K. The difference. Yeah, PS5 is all 4K. The difference is the digital edition. You cannot put discs into it. And I don't know if you have a limited hard drive. I, I thought I remember seeing something about like there's a limited hard drive space and everyone's worried that, you know, basically in order to play things, you're going to be like deleting one game and installing the next <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to be the impression I got as well. Uh, so, you know, that has me a little worried. I do want to eventually, I think, get uh, a PlayStation just because, you know, it's, it's I've been out of the, the, the PlayStation scene for a bit and it is backwards compatible, at least with the four. Uh, so, you know, obviously I have the, that vast library to go back and play. And I think, Four was compatible with three by extension. So, uh, no, the um, uh, no, not no, really, not fully. Okay, um, um, but yeah, they they said it would be like all but like ten games are going to be yeah, backwards compatible, which so. is fine with me. Like probably what I'd be looking at is you know like you know like the you know the uh, Drake or uh, yeah uh, Drake series, yeah the Uncharted, Unch- games. Uncharted. Thank you. That, that, that's way. what I was looking for. The Uncharted. Uh, you know the you know uh, you want to play Spider Man. You want to play God of War. God of War. Last of Us. Play, um, yeah, you 
Yeah, you like, play all that. That's mattering of like Sony exclusives, more or less, and you know, you know, be able to play Final that. Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all that back library, and obviously anything going forward with Sony will we'll have that. But I, you know, Good luck. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the patiently waiting boat uh, right now because yeah, like like you said, like the like let's just let's just put this down across the board. It's not just a Sony problem. Like there is an absolute pre-ordering disaster that is happening across all the products that have, you know, especially this year. And I, I can't tell if it's a COVID problem necessarily, or just simply like, this is, I, I feel like this has also been a growing thing. Um, oh yeah, dude. It started with Ticketmaster. Yeah. Like t- well, Ticketmaster. I mean, yeah. Like we, like when we went to go uh, get our, our PAX tickets and whatnot, like it's like, like we had, we had, you know, like we were all messaging each other. Like, are they releasing today? Are they releasing today? Cause it's oh, like, yeah. like, you, you know, anything popular, you have to jump on it instantly. <clears throat> And you're fighting, you know, rampant bots and, and, you know, like, you know, very small supply. And it's especially it, like, it seems really exacerbated this year because basically oh, the yeah. recent NVIDIA cars, the, the 3000 series. Jesus fucking like, Christ. You, you can't even get one of those till next year. Yeah. Like totally gone. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, a couple episodes ago where like, you know, there were, there were, uh, you know, eBay things, you know, granted joke ones, I think for, for like $40,000 or whatever. But it still speaks to the point of like th- this is an absolute disaster. Like, why can't anyone get a grip on you know being mm-hmm. able to assign you know some slots and you know do some anti you know bot you know measures? I mean, there's yeah. got to be something. I realize like you won't stop it all. Like you know, if people want to scalp, got, there's got to be something. Yeah. That can be done. Yeah, exactly. But there has to be something to prevent, you know, someone from walking out with like, you know, five dozen, you know, boxes under, you know, under the arm, you know, proverbial arms, whether it be digital right. or, you know, within the store to, you know, granted, if it's in the store, it's a little easier, but it's like, yeah, the same thing. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in the tech field where it's like, yeah, the, you know, I, I've seen methods and there are ways to do this, but, the, oh, yeah. but basically the companies are too lazy to employ it because there's no real return on benefit. You know, well, they, say they don't give a fuck because they're getting the money anyway. Yeah. They're, they're getting the money. They don't care. But you know, it's like from a consumer standpoint, it's absolutely atrocious. Like, in, you know, in, yeah, but Nvidia Xbox and, and PlayStation where it's just like complete disasters on trying to get these things almost anywhere. Yeah, especially Xbox, which I did manage to grab. Uh, spoiler alert! Before I, I did get a back. And I think <laughs> just to give you an idea of how bad it was. So I work for a Microsoft subsidiary, and one of our Slack channels is hashtag gaming, and we are all sitting there, and it's like someone would be like, "Oh, it's up on Amazon!" So it's like everybody's jumping over to Amazon. It's like, oh, yeah, and like I, I even tried to order through our company store. And that was crashed. <laughs> and like, that was the, the funny part is it was like, I was trying to jump on that. Cause I would have gotten a nice discount, like a very decent discount, but it was one of those that wouldn't load. And it was so frustrating. Cause it was one of those, I had it in the cart. Mm. So it was like, I had a claim on it, but then I'd go to, to pay and it showed I had nothing in the cart. Oh like, no! Oh, like it was just a pain in the ass. I did eventually get it off of Amazon, so that was good. Uh, I haven't gotten any disappointing emails that it won't be there. You know, day of. So far, so mm-hmm. good. Uh, everything is, seems to be going fine there. But yeah, it was just a total disaster, man. Tons of like, I had five different tabs open with each store. And I was on a, a Zoom oh, call man. with one of my coworkers, and he's <laughs> he's on there with me. I'm like, you get in yet? He's like, nope, nope, still waiting. And uh, but yeah, 
Another thing I did pick myself up, and I I I, I didn't mention this before, uh, but my wife I, is and she's right. She's not allowing me to have it until Christmas because she wants me to have something to open. <laughs> um, but I ordered a Quest too. Oh, um, nice. Um. A, I'm really impressed with the hardware in that thing. That is mm-hmm. a solid VR headset. It's more powerful than, I think, even the Rift S, which is unbelievable. Well, it's all um, contained now, isn't it? Yes. That's why I want it. And they straight up promote the Oculus Link cable that you can buy with it. So I can play the games that you know you can are part of the Quest library, right? Right. Or I could just bring the Link cable in. It's a 15-foot cable. And put it in my USB hub and play my Steam VR games. Nice. Um, and I, I'm really, really excited for this. I love VR, but I have an original Rift headset. Thank you, Jeremy. And thank well, thank you, Eric, <laughs> who Jeremy sold to Eric and then Eric sold to me. A uh, bad fodder figure, you know, him, you know, uh, mm-hmm. passing passing around the hoe. Um, but yeah, um, I love it. But the wires uh, are just a pain, and it would be really nice to do this in my living room. Like you don't need the cameras or any of that. Like I still have yeah. like the yeah, yeah. sensors and stuff. It's just a real pain to try to do that in my, my small office to begin with. Um, so I'm so stoked to get that and play that. So that, nice. that, yeah, that being that, um, another little interesting thing, uh, you have on the next item. It was great. <laughs> I, I come in, you know, log into work on a Monday again, working for a, a subsidiary of Microsoft and our channels are going nuts. Holy fuck. Did you just see the Twitter announcement? Yes. Like, what? And it's like Microsoft just bought Zenimax. Holy shit. Yeah, talk <laughs> about things I did not see coming. <laughs> I didn't see that coming in a hundred years. Uh, genius. Mm absolute genius move on microsoft's part and it was one of the things that absolutely solidified my like made me feel really good about the xbox series x decision uh and i know some people are like huffing and puffing over this now but you know one of the biggest digs at microsoft this generation has been well you don't have any good exclusive titles well Mm -hmm. guess what (laughs) guess what uh, I think there's two games that are currently in development, something like Tokyo Ghosts, or I, I don't even know what it was called, um, and a, a star. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I know. It's like star something. Like, there's no, there's almost no info on it. Like, you know, yeah, there's, but it's like, a space, space and, and, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that what it is? Like, like, no one seems to know. I have no idea. Like, I haven't okay. seen anything on it, but it's one of those, like, those were already promised to be, like, both platforms, and they're going to stay. And Spencer, and I think rightly so, was like, well, we're not making any promises with the other stuff. Like, <laughs> it's their shit now. Yeah. And I think if Microsoft wanted to get back into to selling a system based on exclusives, um, let's not forget, folks. What was it? Uh, Morrowind? That was an Xbox exclusive. Elder true, Scrolls. True, three. yeah. Um, and I think, I think Oblivion was as well. Uh, I, I think it was, I want to say it was a timed exclusive. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I mean, so I think for Microsoft, this is a genius move. Uh, the library brings them incredible intellectual property. Elder Scrolls, Doom, uh, Dishonored. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's a bunch of great stuff. 
<laughs> I love what you said there too. In the notes. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, and, and yeah, and we say Zenimax, and if you're not, you know, hopefully by all the titles that we just dropped, it, it, Zenimax owns Bethesda. And so that as a, yeah. you know, course of action, that means Bethesda is now under Microsoft. Now, um, it, I, no, I think some people were worried about, like, I think there were some Sony exclusives uh, Bethesda was making, but those are still being honored, you know, from yeah. all, the, all the things they were saying. But yeah, like, like I agree, like th- this is this is probably their ticket to get some more exclusivity. But yes, ho- hopefully, also the backing of Microsoft will get them to goddamn stop using old engines. <laughs> and yes, I'm still bitter about Fallout 76. As you should be. As you should be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually super super excited about that. Um, I can't wait to see what comes out of this. I I do expect to see some improved release, uh, better engines. I mean, it's Microsoft has one of the best marketing and publishing arms in the entire industry, and mm-hmm. I mean anybody that I know that has like in the game development world that is under that umbrella. They ain't complaining, man. Like Brian Fargo in Exile, Wasteland Three, they're they're under the Microsoft umbrella, and they easily released one of the best games of the year. Um, and yeah, just sounds like the like Microsoft's just letting them do their thing. Now I hope they don't do that with Bethesda because that company needs a swift boot in the ass. <laughs> do something. All right, so what's up with this next one? I have no idea about this. All right, so uh, I, I think this came out. Yeah, maybe a week ago or so. But uh, basically, Amazon announced their own streaming game service called Luna. Um, and it's partnering up with Ubi, Ubi Games uh, or uh, not Ubi, Ubisoft, excuse me. Um, so, you know, the one thing we were talking about is like, it's like, oh, could we see Ubisoft, you know, uh, rather, you know, back up to the EA announcement. So EA is partnering with Game Pass to bring out uh, oh, ga- yeah. Game Pass stuff with EA titles. So, you know, we at the time we were talking about like, well, where's Ubisoft? Because like, you know, they're, they're one of the other major contenders. And I would say Bethesda was the other one, but now they're under Microsoft. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of taken And down. all that stuff they said is coming to Game Pass. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, now where is Ubisoft? So this is where Ubisoft is gone uh, in terms of partnership, I should say. Obviously, like they still have their own, like you said, you had, you know, their subscription service and whatnot. Um, so that, that's all still valid. This is, but this is a partnership that they're doing with Amazon. Uh, so much like we saw Stadia at the was it the beginning of this yeah. year, um, yeah. yeah, with Google. Yeah, it was the beginning of this year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe like, end the last year. time warp. Where are we? <laughs> yeah, it's March the two hundred fifty-seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, but the question is, did Stadia kind of pave the way? You know, I, I don't, I don't, I can't tell <laughs> who else no. would really come out. Amazon would be the only other powerhouse really to be able to you know, probably facilitate something like this. But yeah, again, that that streaming game service where it's like you log into the service and you yeah. play the game through them and it's not really installed on your your yeah, own device Microsoft has that x cloud too that they released oh uh, okay sure yeah yeah i mean same deal though it's a game streaming service that you can play on anything but um, yeah like but i mean like my question still remains the same when we talked about stadia i, th- I think you're right it was like the end of last year where it's just, he's just who like, who is this for? Who is this for? And, you know, I think there was a little bit of success, but it, it it's really kind of flown back onto the radar in terms of Stadia stuff. Like, they, well, I they think Stadia it. will be gone. I think Stadia is going to be gone in months. Google has not pushed it. I don't even see it in my ad feeds anymore. Yeah. Like, like it's going where the is way it? of usual Google hiccups where I, I 
I see Stadia disappearing in six months. They, I don't think they even have a good library still. I think they never worked out. I, I could be totally wrong on this, but the last I read about it anyway, they still hadn't worked out a lot of the licensing stuff that they had initially planned on having. Wow, like, really? But yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, like that's that's what's kind of held it up. I mean, I think it's a good idea for people that can't, you know, afford the entry of a, a good computer or mm-hmm. a more expensive console. I mean, it it kind of makes sense on paper, but I don't know, man. Like, I just I'm I'm leery about announcements like this. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I would love to see Amazon kind of do their own Game Pass. Like, Luna would be their Game Pass, where, just like Microsoft, you could download it to your console or your computer. Like, that would be interesting, but I don't know, man. Like, I've played some streaming game services, or I've seen them played, and it's, again, we've talked about this. Like, it works for some things, but I just can't see it working for, like, FPSs and really twitchy games. Yeah, I'm like looking through the list here and it, it's all, yeah, it's mostly all single player. There are some, there's like, you know, there's player, you know, PUBG, um, trying to, like looking for the multi, like there's very little, Doom, I guess, Doom Eternal, but that has a campaign to it. Some multiplayer stuff, but not like super intense need, you know, high you know, frame, you know, I say not frame rates, but, you know, like, you know, interaction speed, I guess, you know, is, is the best way to describe it. Server ping, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like, you know, again, I don't think the infrastructure is really there. And again, with, again, with this past year, you would think these would be like potential, like booms for these services, but you're you're right. But yeah, yeah, no, no, go ahead. I I just think they're going to have the same problem. All right. So you partnered with Ubisoft. That's great. Who else you got? Who else is going to license? their stuff in that way. And I, I just don't think that's been figured out well enough yet. Like game pass hits the sweet spot where, you know, Microsoft is making a deal with the company that's doing it. If it's not their own self-published stuff. Right. And you know, again, the tempting thing with game pass is that you can buy it if it's going to go away and it's at a decent discount. So it's like, there's money trading hands, but with this streaming service, I still don't see. You know what it almost feels like? It's like um, it's like those like I hate to say like pyramid schemes where it's like until you've sold it to like 150 people and like yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, just not worth it until you cross some kind of revenue threshold. And I just don't think the market's that big yet. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think a combination market and again, I still speak to infrastructure. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. this works for you know if you're kind of in the you know urban suburban area where you have access to fiber or broadband or anything like that. Um, but like outside of that, like you know, I feel like it's going to be severely crippling. And you know, like I said, like Game Pass, I, I think you know as of today, like and the thing I was, I'm not saying like this this tech couldn't get there at some point. Like, yeah, maybe couple of years down the road, you know, infrastructure, you know, beefs itself up. Like, yeah, you could get to a point where like this, this could actually work. I mean, we, we kind of had that, you know, you look back at the boom of, you know, Netflix and, and Hulu and, you know, even Amazon, you know, streaming and all that. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I'm trying to think of specific dates, but more or less you think like 2005, you know, you know, that was kind of like the tail end of, you think like the blockbuster and all that, but yeah. you know, 
broad, you know, the streaming service hadn't really picked up to almost, I feel like 2007, 2008 ish, maybe 2010. Yeah. And, you know, granted, you know, we're now 10 years later and like, yeah, like all those, you know, you know, movies, stream, I say movie, but, you know, series, movies, you know, you name it, streaming services are, you know, it's the boom for them now. Like, the, you know, like all, all these exclusive uh, show running deals, you know, like Amazon's going crazy uh, with stuff. Um, you know, speaking of which, I'm looking forward to the Expanse dropping on December. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, but yeah, it's like, but you know, and and you know, I, I don't know. Give it like five years, and yeah, we could see infrastructure and even the technology to the point where, like, yeah, maybe by then the gaming streaming service makes sense and it, it actually catches up with itself. But yeah, as of right now, it's like, uh, like it's. It, I think it's too fledgling um, to to really be successful not there yet um i don't know again we we could be totally wrong on this but i i just don't see this i just don't think the market's ready yet yeah. and the infrastructure i just don't think it's there where there's going to be enough people for it to be successful so meh um yeah moving on though to the next uh the next item tokyo game show um this this was cool <laughs> yeah like yeah, there wasn't too much new stuff from from what i saw the tokyo game show you know usually it's like right after gamescom slash you know the you know the tail end of e3 and everything has kind of been meshed at the end of the year with that um so you know i wasn't expecting too much but occasionally occasionally you get the little the little diamond in the rough and one that one thing that stood out to me almost immediately uh was called hyrule warriors age of calamity uh, and man, did this look cool! Uh, it's kind of a <laughs> Dynasty Warriors meets Zelda, and I I can't remember if, if they advertised this before or maybe I'm just thinking of other previous Dynasty Warrior games that were usually announced at you know uh, TGS. There, I think they had a maybe a previous incarnation of this uh, Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I know there was a previous entry to this uh, earlier okay. on in the Switch cycle. Okay, uh, maybe that was it. But I mean, this looks this looks great. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It, yeah, it's perfect. Like Dynasty Warriors, like, it's always this very super fantastical, you know, combat style. But it's, it's like one against like a million people, and makes you feel like a total yeah. badass. But I feel like you know the, the the Hyrule lore lends itself to like, oh, this this is the perfect match here. Oh, totally, man, totally. Like it's it's gonna be fun. I'm yeah. I'm gonna grab the switch. I'm sure my kids will love it. Oh yeah, I think I'll have a blast with it. Yeah, it's definitely definitely cool. I still have to look into that Mario Kart whole home thing because uh, that looks pretty neat. Have you, <laughs> you see that? No, no. What is it? Oh my god! So they just released uh, for the Switch Mario Kart. I, I'm I'm saying it wrong, like whole home or something like that. But basically, it, there is a little remote control Mario Kart with Mario in it that hooks up to your Switch, and then you set the checkpoint gates you know, or in your house. Really? And then you play the game on the Switch, and if you watch the Switch, it turns your house into a Mario Kart track. Oh, it's like, like an it's like an augmented reality thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Yeah, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. It looks dope. And wow, I, that's clever. Yeah, I've been debating. I was like, should I get that for when we go up to the cabin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It doesn't care where you're at as long as you have the Switch, right? 
right yeah and you just it would it would be a really cool place to play around it but yeah it just seemed like a neat idea um but yeah there's oh, no just... wait is it is it a physical cart yeah oh wow okay i'm like i'm, yeah, I'm watch, trying to watch clips of it after we're done here you're gonna be like yeah yeah, yeah. That's pretty goddamn okay cool. okay yeah, yeah you set up like a little thing it's a combination of like reality yeah it's truly augmented reality with an actual physical object okay that's clever yeah, so I want to I want to watch some more reviews on it, but if it if it looks if it's as cool as it's advertised, I'll probably grab that for our trip. Nice. But uh, Oh, yeah, then the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apple reveals the iPhone 12. Um Yeah, they're, they're so full of shit. <laughs> Apple, more stuff, more expensive. It's they're they it's a new cable, it's a new charging unit. Uh, it's like a magnetic thing where it yeah. just yeah. Well, that that was the kicker. Like, you know, obviously, like every time Apple reveals thing, you know, thing like yeah, yeah, they update the tech and all that, and you know, not disputing that, but uh, like the, the the part that they got me like, huh? At the very end was this whole like, and to cut carbon emissions, we've taken the charge cable out along with the the headphones, and I'm like wait what <laughs> so so that's how you do it and then, like everyone you know again no one of these things was like you know like how much are these phones going to be and basically they were the same price as i think the iphone 11 yeah uh, from what i recall and it's like okay same price that that's really interesting especially considering they're upping the tech and then they've dropped that yeah <laughs> that's the kicker it's like yeah it's the same price but guess what we're making it quote unquote cheaper by making you buy more accessories at the same time <laughs> yeah I, they're scumbags God it's like you're not scumbags. cutting any carbon out of this like let's be real here no, you're cutting money out of my wallet that's the only carbon you're cutting you assholes yeah it's like you're you're not doing anything it was but, so sleazy and shitty. oh yeah it's like oh yeah it's like oh we're saving the environment it's like what really like oh. i understand the concept yeah okay the, the, the specific phones are lighter but you're still having to transport everything else you know, all the accessories and then when you go to the store it's like oh you got a phone you get home and guess what nothing and it's so bad yeah it's like come on come on so yeah, I'll just end that segment with "fuck them." Um, <laughs> I, I I'll eventually get one when they come to their senses and release one with a fucking wire. Oh, I know, right? Uh, I'm usually three generations behind anyway because I just oh, don't oh yeah, I, I'm still cranking with mine. Like you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I was I was thinking like you know, in order for me to upgrade, I definitely want like I love the thumbprint uh, uh, ID login. Like I love yep. that. And when they, they announced, they took that away, I think two generations ago or something like that. Did they really? Cause I have an eight. It has that. I love it. No, but I, th I think 10 forward, like I think 10 and 11 are face only. I don't think they have a thumb. I know 11 doesn't me, I love the thumbprint thing. Yeah. And supposedly they're bringing it back. You know, cause like, I think the, the, uh, was it the iPad versions have, have a thumbprint on the, like the power button has a, yeah, they do. A, you know, thing there. But the phones apparently don't, so it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, come on, everybody loves, like. I have no problem with the face thing, but it's like there are times where you know I love, and, you know, like I don't want to bring the phone up. I just want to like log in with it, like where it's at, yeah. <laughs> and I, all I gotta do is thumb, you know, thumb, you know, fingerprint it, and it's like boom, works. Like yeah. I don't want to bring it up to my face and all that, and you know, all, all that jazz, like just to log in. It's like, come on, bring it back. Just um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'll see how things go. And the first thing yeah. is, I still have a 
a reimbursement I can use for a phone from oh, where you go. Yeah. So it's like, well, maybe I'll look into it. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I, 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 it was more a lulzy piece of news for that one. <laughs> like, eh, okay. Boy, it's been a long time since Steve Jobs died. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I was thinking like, like man, I was like, man, Steve Jobs would never let this happen because, like, I always feel like the whole thing was like, you get it and you're able to use it, you know, right away out of the box, or you know, everything's in the box with it. You know, he was a stickler for that. I mean, many things that man was not the nicest guy, but when it came to product, he was a genius, and he his mantra was that it should always be able to be used right out of the box. Right. So just seeing this, I was just like, oh, Tim. Like, it might work for about an hour until it loses its charge. <laughs> and then you're SOL. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out for them. Yeah. Um, I feel like they've gotten like to the bottom of the design pile that Jobs left them. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're out of idea, guide. What now? Yeah. We take God, the cable out. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah so we'll see what happens yeah well all right we can move on now uh because i think this will take up some time uh a new question of the bye week i have been called a monster for proposing you this monster people, um making people choose between their children uh, <laughs> great stuff <laughs> um, and we do have a voicemail. I think this is not in relation to the question, though. This might actually be related to the question Nick asked on the one our previous episode, where it was like, oh, play neutral, back, yeah, oh, okay. neutral good or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Um, so I All think right. we'll play that first, and then we'll get into the myriad of save point uh, conversation on the best 1995 game. Um, the voicemail line is 610-810-1654. And this voicemail comes from our pal Los. Um Los, the man, the chef, the dad. Um trying to think if he's got like uh shit. Which one is my fucking voice meter? Hold on. You still hear me? Nick? Hmm? You can still hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was making sure I have the right uh, sound up. All right. Uh, we'll try this real quick. Might have to edit this out. Let me know if you hear it. But this is our buddy Los. I'm hearing nothing. Oh, you're not hearing him? Hold up. Sorry, folks. We'll edit and post, which we probably won't because I'll forget it. <laughs> You'll forget. Blooper right. in thing. Did you hear that ding ding? Nope. You hear this? Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Hold on, folks. Try one more thing here. If it doesn't work, well, I'll have to figure something out here for another time. But let me just see. Audio, video. Oh, that's the problem. Uh, hold on. One second. Can you hear me? Check, check. I hear you, but nothing else. I don't know. Okay. So you can hear me. Yeah. All right. Nothing. Nothing. All right. One last. How about now? Nope. Uh, One second. 
How about now? Nope. Uh, hold on. All right. Fuck it. Uh, we're gonna have to skip voicemails this week. I am sorry, Los. I'll definitely play it uh, another night because uh, Los did have a really, really fantastic uh, answer to the um, good, neutral, or evil question. Ah. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely play it next time. I apologize, Los, and uh, I'll have to edit that little mess out there. But we will go to this week's question on the save point. Again, I was called a monster for this one, and I agree with that. <laughs> it's about time I made you all do some fucking thinking. <laughs> Again, the question was, what was your favorite game that came out in the year 1995? Platform does not matter, and why? Yeah, that was a great question. The reason I asked this is I feel like 2020 is going to go down for as shitty as it was, is probably one of the best years in gaming that we've had in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I, there have been some amazing releases this year. Uh, and I'm just, I, I was like, man, when was the last time I was so hyped over so many games releasing? Like normally there's like one game a year. That's really got me like red dead two was last year. I was so stoked for that. Um, or maybe it was the year before with red dead two, but you get my point. Like there's mm-hmm. like one or two that catch my eye. This year, it's like, I can't wait for Cyberpunk. Oh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for Valhalla. I can't wait to play this. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, there's a lot of stuff. So, I thought of another year that was like that, and the only one I could really think of was 1995, which was probably the year almost every classic you've ever heard of that people still talk about today uh, came out in the year 1995. <laughs> and so, we asked this in the save point. And here's some of the feedback. Uh, Al Vogue, our buddy that uh, did an episode or two with us, uh, just posted a GIF of some Disney character saying, you are a monster. <laughs> and then next was uh, another uh, GIF of some woman pointing at me angrily going, don't make me. Um, but that was all the input Al had. So I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Uh, but my buddy Aaron, uh, he said NBA Jams Tournament Edition. That is a solid, solid title. The Jam. Uh, I I, I kind of remember playing it, you know, in a friend's house or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they had like console ports, which were actually really good. But it started out as an arcade game, and it was one of those like two on two basketball games uh, where it had it was like licensed by the NBA, so it had a lot of the players from the NBA. And then, like, you could go punch somebody to take the ball away, or, um, but yeah, like, where it was famous was for, like, if you shot and made three baskets, your character would be on fire, and, like, your shoes would be on fire, and then you could basically slam dunk from anywhere in the court, and you would do, like, kung fu flips and slam it into the basket. (laughs) Yeah, 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 like, all these crazy moves. Yeah, and it had like great, you know, uh, it was like one of the first games that had decent commentary mm-hmm. uh, where it's just like, oh, it ain't blocked, or oh, he's on fire, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> you know, it was it was cool. But I, I had to say, like, that was one I had kind of forgotten about. But uh, yeah, Aaron, you, you, you were one of the first replies to this, and I was just like, yeah, that is a solid damn game. <laughs> Our old co host, Kyle, you want to take that one? I think he was just being a dick. <laughs> uh, brain dead 13 i'm worth a 13 what <laughs> or uh, huh. ba- batman forever i can't decide 
I think I think that's what we call a joke post, Kyle. <laughs> Oops. Hold on. I got you coming through my speakers. Stop fucking things, Al. Uh, say something. Just make sure I got you. I'm my saying something. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Kyle, <laughs> uh, Brain Dead Thirteen or Batman Forever. Those are easily the worst games. Wait, hold on. What, what is Brain? I've never heard of Brain Dead Thirteen. Uh, I wonder if he's mixing that up. Hold on. But is that? A, oh yeah, it is. Okay, ninety five. Okay, yeah. Wow, <laughs> there were thirteen of these apparently. <laughs> I have never heard of this series. Or maybe that was just like 13 characters or something. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, it was just called... Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I've never heard of it up to this point. Batman Forever, I rented and hated and returned the same day. Um, <laughs> Wasn't that on like the Sega Genesis or something? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fucking god-awful game. Okay, uh-huh. Brain Dead 13 is an interactive movie based on the reminiscent Dragon's Lair in Space Age. Yeah, okay. Inter- yeah, I've never I've never even heard of this. I now, never did either. I'm tempted to play it because I love those games. <laughs> I'm curious um, now. Yeah, you got, you got my interest peaked on that one, Kyle. Uh, and then our buddy Josh counting the North American release Ogre Battle. Yes, yes, yes. Did you ever play that one? Ogre Battle, it was that, uh, was that, that wasn't the football one, was it? No, 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 you're thinking Mutant League. No, oh, okay. Ogre Battle was a, one of the earliest uh, tactical RPGs. Uh, I think it was on N64? I have to remember now. Um, I just, it's, it's one of those games I had completely forgotten about. Uh, Ogre Battle, when did this first come out? I think it was a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, I think the first. When was the first release? Ogre so, Battle, March of the Black Queen. Yeah, that's what it was. Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. It was on SNES. No, it's Ness, Ness, Ness. Yeah. Okay. And this then, was an amazing series. Oh yeah, I've, I've never even heard of this. And again, another one like <laughs> like. Oh, this this one was fantastic because it was it basically what inspired like Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was ah uh, okay. Kind of the first taste we had of something like Fire Emblem and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I just remember for the time, like those games really weren't on consoles. I mean, you can find them on computers, but that was the first time I ever really remembered playing a, a tactics game on a console. Um, and I loved it. It was a great game. So, Josh, thank you for uh, bringing that up because now I got to see if there's been like remakes that I've missed out on because I would love to play through that again. Um, all right, next up, our buddy Jeremy from Bad Fodder Figures, uh, Hoodie Ninja himself. <laughs> he says, You picked the year in which Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Tekken 2, Fantasy Star 4, Warcraft 2, Command and Conquer, and Twisted Metal release. <laughs> I don't know, Al. Which one of your kids do you love more? <laughs> all great titles, by the way. Oh, fantastic titles. And I, I wanted to do a, a little bit of a deep dive on this question. That's all we had on the um, on the save point. Uh, let me just make sure, because I always forget. I don't think we got uh, Twitter replies on this uh, per se, but I'm just going to double check because I don't want to forget. Them. Uh, no. Okay. We didn't have any uh, direct replies on that, so that saves me from... Uh, 
reading off of Twitter. Okay. So, Nick, if you had mm-hmm. to pick, what would be your game of 1995? So, in my research, you know, because there's what I actually remember playing at the time and mm-hmm. when an actual release date was. So, I thought Final Fantasy VI was 95, but it actually ended up being 94. But I remember moving, yeah, I think it was in 95 I had moved and, you know, one of the, you know, uh, one of my friends in the neighborhood, he was like a Super Nintendo, for like, or I should say Nintendo freak in general, because yeah. he had the NES, he had the Super NES, he had the Virtual Boy. Um, oh, wow. And, and like, you know, he had crate, you know, I say crates, but, you know, you think like milk carton or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, type shelving of Nintendo, like every Nintendo power. He, he like, he, he was, wow. the, he was the go-to guy. Like you needed to figure something out on Nintendo stuff. He was the one you went to to figure it out. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and I remember playing Final Fantasy. Well, at the time it was three because it was American, uh, yeah. but you know, no, known as six today. Uh, but that was uh, technically that was ninety four. Uh, but I, but I am actually going through and doing a playthrough of that. Uh, I was just playing it earlier today. Uh, having, oh, really? Having a blast revisiting that. Um, but that's one of my favorite games of all time. Oh yes, it, like uh, it's definitely like close to number one. I like I'd have to like sit down and do a you know, like top ten list, but that that would be like in it for sure. We have um, to do that one episode. We'll have to do a top ten. T- top ten overall. That that'll be crazy. That's that'll be a that'll be a crazy list. We we I feel like we need crazy. to break it into categories just to survive. <laughs> Um, oh, but yeah, like you know, looking at the li- list of games that actually did come out, yeah, it's like Command and Conquer, uh, Chrono Trigger, like so many good ones. But you know, th- the one I remember the most that I remember, you know, putting so many hours into uh, was actually XCOM 2 Terror from the Deep. Yes, that is a 1995 game. Yep. And I remember because c- I remember like I was saving up money for, you know, it was like Milan Mon money and all that. It's like, it's like I wanted to get in. I think it was, I want to say it was my first like CD ROM game that I bought myself. It wasn't a gift or anything from the parents, but it was like something I had bought. And remember playing so many. It was actually my first introduction into the XCOM series. I'd never played uh, UFO Defense until much, you know, sometime later. But uh, like, you know, I had this like, you know, crazy you know, fascination. I still do kind of to this day with like submarines and underwater, you know, <laughs> battle stuff. And I remember seeing like the advertisements in like some kind of PC gaming magazine or something. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to buy this game. And I put so many hours into it, you know, you know, beat it as a kid. And it's like, yeah, I finally did it. <laughs> now, is that your final answer? That is my final answer. So XCOM Terror from the Deep. came out that year. No, it, it did, it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to separate out because I didn't play Dark Forces okay. until uh, I think it was it was '99 when Dark okay. Forces Two had come out, and All I right. played Dark Forces Two and went went back and played it. So, you know, for me again, going back to my childhood, like you know, it's like you know, actually playing the game both in that year and you know, you know, this released was Terror from the Deep. All right, that's fair, and I think you just made this infinitely easier. For- <laughs> Because initially, I was going to say Chrono Trigger. Um, A, it's one of my favorite games of all time. But I did not actually get... I did not play Chrono Trigger until I got it on a way to play it on my computer. Because my Super Nintendo was broken. Oh, no! Yeah, I I emulated it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't actually play that until uh, probably 2003, 2004. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was very late to that game. But I remember like when I played it and I started playing it, it was all I did for like a week in college until I beat it. And I, I went you know, back through. I tried to get the best ending possible. I was obsessed. But I did not play it in 1995. So that then brings up ah. what did I play obsessively in 1995? What was my favorite game? And that had to be, hands down, Warcraft 2 Tides of Darkness. Mm. Um, I had the original Warcraft. It was a game, I remember one of the earliest games I played over the modem with my friend George. And we were really, really into it. Like, we enjoyed it. And then Warcraft 2 came out. And him and I must have played that every other day. Like, and we'd play it for hours. We'd be playing matches against the computer. We'd be playing against each other. Mm-hmm. And it was one, if I, if I remember right. Oh, no, that didn't have Battle.net yet. Did not have Battle.net yet. Was that, was that pre-Battle.net? That was pre-Battle.net until they did the re-release. And then you could play right, it. Right, right, right. No, I'm maybe i'm wrong let me make sure of that because that is a an important uh distinction because what battle.net didn't show up until diablo 2 diablo. no it was the first or, diablo. was the first diablo okay uh you know what it was uh they re-released it with a battle.net edition um if i'm not mistaken yeah it was like it wasn't like the battle chest or something like that yeah, it they didn't yeah, it came in the battle chest. It didn't come out until 1999 with the BattleNet uh edition. Gotcha. So yeah, so but um needless to say, I not only got into that, but that was one of the first and few games where I really got interested in map making and like making my own uh you know, basically battle maps so that you could play, you mm-hmm. know, people and um, I got really into that, and George and I remember spent a summer, and we like made our own map pack that we like circulated out to our friends, and um, we just—it was all we did. Like we just played the absolute shit out of it, and um, yeah, it, I, I remember we were playing it over Cali. That's or Kali. That was how we could play with like all our buddies at the same time instead of mm. just. Over. But yeah, so it was. Um, that that game just took over my entire year like i remember getting the expansion packs and and yeah just playing the living hell out of it (laughs) um i spawned you know i mean granted it's number two but you know it kind of like reinforced what would become a a gigantic franchise oh absolutely um and it it was definitely warcraft 2 that did it i think warcraft the original I think the int- there was enough interest there, obviously, to make a second game, but it's nothing I would have called a phenomenon, right? Until uh, Warcraft Two and Starcraft hit. Um, but yeah, I mean that to me, like that there, there's just so many games from that year, and I initially I was planning maybe we do that this episode, but obviously not with the time left. <laughs> I would actually love to do a deep dive into 1995, and and like we'll get like you said, let's do a top ten of games that we played out of 95 and really enjoyed mm, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of deep dive into a couple of them, like pick three and we'll really go into like what we loved about it. Um, you know, what if we feel it influenced later and stuff? We'll definitely sure. do that. I think in a, 
upcoming episode for sure. But yeah, I mean that was uh that was a fun question. I, I got a lot of like even just direct messages like, Oh, I hate you, like I don't know what to pick. And then, but it's it again, it was really inspired by I think this year. Um obviously it's we it's not the quite the exhaustive list of hits as ninety five was. But I think if we start going back and looking at twenty twenty for as shitty as this year has been in many respects, um, it is probably one of the best game game years in a very long time, I think. But who knows? And on that note, we will move to conclusions, final thoughts, and uh, shout-outs. Uh, Nick, promoting anything? Shouting out anything? Uh, shouting out uh, official 76 operators. We're kind of moving into our fall fundraising uh, uh, season. So uh, you can check out uh, my Twitter and uh, don't, don't have a website up front right now, but uh, there's plenty of giveaways going on. So you can always uh, check out that out for some awesome giveaways and a great uh, fundraiser to supporting uh, the troops and, you know, their and veteran families. And uh, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll have to push that on the, <clears throat> you should push that on the save point too. You know, let, let yeah, we'll do. I'll, I'll drop the link there. Yeah. All right, so we'll do that. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to the fans, uh, everybody that listens to us and helps spread the word. As always, if you're enjoying the show and have not yet done this, please leave us a review on iTunes, especially if you want to leave a five-star review. That makes us really happy. But um, it really helps us uh, just get uh, more word out about the podcast, expose you know, more people to checking us, you know, checking us out. Uh, and it's always just very, very much appreciated. So thank you uh, if you have. And if you haven't, we'd be honored if you do so. Thank you very much. Uh, big shout out to Bad Fodder Figures, who are recording as we speak, uh, doing their live show on Sunday nights. I promise I'm actually going to start recording on Fridays again and not be so dead tired by then. Uh, <laughs> so that I can actually go hang out with them as well <laughs> on Sundays. But yeah, Bad Fodder Figures, they're fantastic. Uh, Matt, Mike, and Eric just they always bring it. It's a great show and uh, just really knowledgeable, uh, just about games and just funny as shit. They're just funny as hell. I love those guys. Uh, shout out to Gabe and Company over at Married to the Games. Very good, very family friendly show. Um, again, kind of a similar you know, twist to us where it's like, you know, someone like me and married and kids and sharing these, you know, games with our kids, old and new, and, and, uh, it's uh, always great to hear those guys. And then, uh, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be it for uh, episode 66, if I'm not mistaken. Or is it 65? 66, 66 yeah. 66, yes. I'm going to just change this up here so I don't forget for next time. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, if you want to hang out with us, you can hang out in the save point, tiny.cc slash save point. Uh, always really good discussions there. Um, you can see everybody gushing over Hades uh, in recent posts. Again, highly recommend that. Uh, it's one of my favorite games this year. And the post has some really good hints and tips uh, to get past some of the trickier boss fights. So check it out. Um, you can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at theretrorents. I am at retrorentsal. Nick is at Black Eagle Ops. Uh, we're on Twitch under the same uh, handles as well. I, again, I still mean to start the origin, the actual Retro Rents uh, Twitter channel. I'm uh, going to work on that because uh, I am going to be doing uh, Extra Life this year. I was talking to my wife about it. Uh, so I'm going to do something very similar to what I did 
Um, last year, I'm going to try to do the 24 hours, or two years ago, try to do the 24 hours again, and um, I'm sure my kids will make an appearance or two playing uh, some games so I can go take a lunch break. Uh, and hopefully they'll keep their language to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But yeah, so I'll be doing Extra Life again this year. Awesome. Uh, yep, Retro Rents Al on Extra Life. I'm part of the Good for Gaming uh, charity crew. Uh, that's good, the number four gaming. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I do not raise nearly as much money as those wonderful, wonderful people over there. Uh, there's just, they are always at it. They're just, they do this all year raising money for children's hospitals and, and really great causes outside of Extra Life. Uh, I cannot say enough the, the good work that people are doing over in Good for Gaming, just making the world a better place. Love those guys so much. Um, and yeah, I, actually, I think their Extra Life, that's right, their Extra Life team this year is Mason's Little Warriors. Uh, that's how Good for Gaming is representing on Extra Life this year. Uh, in honor of Mason Sims, uh, who uh, passed away um, uh, from uh, I, 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 I don't I, I, I don't know the whole story but he was he was a podcaster uh, if everybody knows Meef J from Everyday Gamers um, we, we do that in his son's honor uh, nice. so, yeah so just uh, come check us out come check out the Good for Gaming crew on Twitter and you can see all the cool stuff they're doing for charity and just the great work they're doing. And if you want to get involved, that'll be a good place to start. And on that note, we shall bring this episode to a close. There is so much great stuff coming out. Um, I hope everybody is being safe, being healthy. Um, wear your mask. Again, keep yourselves well. And uh, just enjoy the ride for the rest of the year. Again, for as crazy as everything else is in the world right now, I think we've got some really great games to look forward to. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, then have fun, play games, and don't be dick. Peace. See ya. And now, Craig, you've done your part. You may leave the podcast. Bye, Craig. <laughs>